<laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Randy Bruce from Survivor Now, your go-to source for international and U.S. Survivor. My team and I have been putting in the work to bring you even more content covering everyone's favorite competition show. We now offer more content than ever over on our YouTube page through our new subscription tier system. Sign up today for either our casual, superfan, or the tribe tiers to get exclusive content only available for our most committed listeners. Prices start at just 99 cents a month, and our top membership, the tribe, is only $5.99 a month. Come on, come on. You cannot beat that price for exclusive videos, interviews, and meet and greets with your favorite Survivor castaways. Head on over to our YouTube page to subscribe today. And don't forget to check out all of the content that we offer at www.survivornowpodcast.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Survivor Now podcast. We are covering the live vote and eviction on today's episode of Big Brother. Uh, I'm joined by Jack and Randy. So let's go ahead and get right into it. As a reminder to all of our viewers who are joining us today, if you would like to engage with us in the chat, that will be uh, if you are a part of the casual tier of our memberships, which you can find out information about down below we're going to be alternating these so you have to be a member to participate in the live eviction live chats however for our other streams we are going to uh, have subscribers be able to use our live chats too so that's going to be really exciting and we're very very excited to engage with all of you as we continue covering this season so let's go ahead and get right into it during julie's opening she does mention that there will be a live vote and eviction did either of you feel like they were still maybe lying to us? Like there might've been a twist with this eviction? Well, this is tough, you know, um, cause let's backtrack to BB 24. Um, in big brother 24, Paloma was pulled from the game, talked out of the game, walked from the game, really just unclear, but she left the game in a non eviction circumstance. Um, and it was honestly around the same time frame as this uh, expulsion, this uh, elimination from the season. And so with last season, um, there was no eviction. It was canceled. There was going to be some kind of competition with the backstage people, and it was a horrible twist. That's another day. Um, but the precedent was set that if someone was removed from the game – just like barely before the eviction, a day before, maybe even two days before the eviction would be canceled. I'm guessing they didn't want that two times in a row. I personally thought there would be no eviction. I thought it would be 16 house guests rolling, but um, you know, it's, I, I get it. I get it. I was, I was just shocked because from a production side of things, I didn't understand why you would carry on with the eviction. You already have the longest Big Brother game that we've ever done, 100 days inside the house. And this just seemed like a perfect opportunity not to do it and stay true to your schedule. Because mm -hmm. you could have easily... It happened around the same time as an eviction was already going to take place. You could have easily made Luke the first, the first eviction. And... 
everything goes as planned unless your original plan was to ultimately not have an eviction. Now that was just a rumor going around, but if that was your ultimate plan to not have an eviction and then bring in another house guest or do something like that, then I could see where it gets really messy. And then I could see where you're like, what do we do? And there were rumors that CBS were very, they were running all over the place trying to figure out how they were going to handle this. Those were only rumors. There's no confirmation that that was actually a thing, but it did shock me in the end, just because it seems like a lot of times in Survivor, when we lose someone, we're like, what are you going to do? This messes everything up. But for Big Brother, this seems like a very easy fix. That's your first eviction. Stay true to the course. I would love to say, um, there's a fine difference between let's talk about the three reality TV types, survivor, big brother, and the challenge. The challenge is spoiled every season, completely every elimination, every challenge, everything to the numbers that's done. Survivor is decently spoiled. You know, there's some people that are trusted. There's some people in there and are not big brother is a fundamentally live show and so when there are spoilers for Big Brother, nine times out of ten, they are wrong. Uh, Spoiler Girl is infamous in the Big Brother community for posting tweets about what's going to happen right before the show. And it's usually just what everybody's speculating. I want to go ahead and denounce that. Spoiler Girl was wrong. Spoiler Girl said no eviction. The 18th house guest was ready, but um, they weren't planning on um, coming in because of the canceled eviction. Yeah, I think that's all bull. Um, I think that's just pure fan speculation at this point. Uh, I do think there was a great deal of speculation about um, a canceled eviction, but an 18th house guest coming in with only 16 instead of 17 left in the game. You know, TLDR, don't trust spoilers for Big Brother. Well, let's go ahead and talk about what's happening in the game. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how this works out. I'm sure that they do have planned A's, B's, and C's for self-fiction and also for people who are pulled from the game. Uh, so let's just get into the gameplay that we saw today. We start with uh, Isom, who mentions that there seems to be like a, a, an alliance made up of younger people. This seems to be sort of what Suri had already told him in a previous episode in terms of what's going on. It was sort of being reiterated. Um, so is this, is this what, like, is it as clear cut as there is a group of older players and a group of younger players? Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, I think there's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of nuance between both alliances. I mean, I got to pick out the obvious here. Jared is clearly the um, in-between um, person for both these alliances. You know, Jared is really in with the young people because he's a younger person, but also his mom is on the other side. So Jared is definitely that connection in between. But honestly, yeah, I do think this is a very split down the middle house. We'll see if the handful and the, what is it? The, um, the family, uh, uh, family style. Well, are you talking the alliances? Cause you have the bye-bye B words. And then you also have the, uh, what were they? The, the professors. I think the professors were what they were. Uh, okay. Yeah. But 
regardless of that, I think that younger side, based on what I've seen from the feeds, kind of falling apart uh, at the seams. We'll see if they stay together. If they do, great. We haven't had a real split house type of season, at least in the pre-jury, since BB20, pretty much. Like, you know, BB21 was a dominant nine-person alliance eventually. BB22, forget it. BB23, seven, uh, no, that was um, the cookout. And then BB24, seven-person alliance, the leftovers came along earlier. No real split house since BB20, and BB20 pre-jury is one of the best of all time. So hoping we get that. I mean, that's what we see right now. It looks dead, down the middle, split house. And we started to see this episode where some of the people in the middle that we talked about the last podcast we did, mm-hmm. like Red, like Heisum. Did I say his name right? I think so. Like yep. Heisum, like it. Red. Some of those people who are just hanging out in the middle, we they started to find a home. Um, and that's led to the split household. It's going to be really interesting if they stay like that all season. I thought it was super interesting that we saw multiple people this episode basically flat out tell the handful, I know your alliance, it's you, 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 because it was so obvious. It was so obvious from the get-go that they were working together. Uh, I believe it was, who was it who called the scary room? Like they just knew right off the bat. Was that Sari or Felicia or who was it? I think it was Felicia, right? Felicia walked in. Yeah, Yeah. Felicia, Felicia, yes. Yes. So right off the bat, she already knew that scary room has, it was just so blatantly obvious. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see if they're going to stick with that. Or now do you look at it? Okay. Everybody knows we're working together. Maybe there's a different path for me. I'm not saying they're all going to break off, but maybe someone realizes that and says, Hey, maybe I need to find a different path in this game because that didn't work for me. And it's very obvious who I'm working with uh, at the moment. Yeah. I, I want to quickly mention, so we can got to segue in the next, um, whatever next segment we're going into. Um, the split house is great. And I think what's really in a way fortunate about this round and how this eviction and um, two eliminations went, the two people that are gone were really the two people who really weren't involved in either of these alliances. Luke and Kirsten, not involved as much as other people in these alliances. America and like uh, Mimi, yeah, not as involved, but they still had some involvement, whereas Kirsten and Luke were on the outs. So it really, really is now fully, in my opinion, a split house. Hey, you better be careful bringing up America because Matthew is an America fan. (laughs) I was just about to say, who did we see try to get people to rethink voting out Kirsten? Mm. America. Mm. So I definitely appreciate that we're seeing some more gameplay from her. You could tell she is really thinking uh, about each vote out as it comes across and what that how it's going to affect her game. I can't, when we get to the vote out, I can't wait to talk about was this uh, the right move for that mm. handful alliance. Uh, but let's keep going uh, with the episode itself. So we do get that montage like we were talking about of everyone basically uh, calling out the handful alliance for how obvious that they were. Um, and we also get... My handwriting is so sloppy from trying to get this all live. Uh, but we, I loved seeing Red sort of call Riley out for this. Um, but this is going to uh, really affect Riley later down the line as well. Sort of, it, it, 
I think she's disappointed that her game is not as hidden as she thought it was. Big time. I'm I'm gonna say um, Red is a recruit. Red was found on TikTok. Red has a great TikTok account. Um, but seeing that clip and also seeing Red play in these um, feeds, he is good. Like he he is good at this game, and I think the best thing. Um, the the best thing about him is that he is very good at getting down to the brass tacks and connecting with connecting with people on that straight level. Red told Riley as it is, I think you got these people in your corner, and Riley was red to filth because she knew and started breaking down. So I think, in my opinion, Red is a sleeper pick, and honestly. Not a dark horse, but a totally under the radar great winner pick, right off the bat. Red, really? You think Red can go on the? Really? I think he could. He's got some skill. I thought that was so good. I was waiting for something from Red. I felt like he was one of the people floating in the middle. I didn't see a lot from him. Now, granted, I will put it out there for everyone. I tune in to the live feeds at certain points, but I'll only spend a total of like 30 minutes to an hour on it. So I don't, I know there's people out there like, what do you mean? Red's been all over the house. I'm going by basically what I see on the episode. And from what I was seeing, I just wasn't hearing a lot about red. So I enjoyed Hmm. watching this and I know some people are probably going to think it was a dumb move to just put it out there like that. I enjoyed watching that. Look, I know you're. I don't think so. Boom, 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 boom. I <laughs> absolutely. What is? What does he have to lose? They he didn't doesn't even... have anything to lose, and the uh, way yeah, he did exactly. it too was perfectly because he was basically just like Riley. Um, you know, I just I, you seem really close to Jag and Blue and Matt and Cameron and Corey and America and Jared, and just <laughs> left it there and let her sort of admit it. It was it was just so fun to watch. And sometimes you got to do that. You got to go out and be like, like you said, say it in a funny, nice way. I know you're working with these people. And it didn't even leave the handful being like, oh, guys, we got to get red out. They didn't even care. They were just like, oh, shoot, people know about us. And they moved on. He played that to absolute perfection. Absolutely. So now let's go ahead and talk about uh, Luke being pulled from the game. So what happens here is we do see the conversation in which he talks about talks with Kirsten about being on the block. And then he is in a room with Hysom, Corey and Jared. And we do see the conversation play out um, as it happens. And then uh, we do see him get called to the DR the next morning and he does not return out of there. Riley enters with a note that explains to the house guest that uh, Luke has been removed from the game for using a racial slur and that the live eviction is still going to happen as planned. So there is, uh, they do talk about it briefly, but then that uh, conversation ends. It's not my place to talk about how CBS handled airing this. What I will say is that I am happy that they followed their policy and removed Luke from the game. I agree. I think the precedent they set um, with the whole um, situation with uh, Memphis from uh, Big Brother All-Stars 2, BB22, um, saying that any kind of hate speech, um, slurs, anything like that wouldn't be tolerated. I think that's so incredibly important that they stuck to that and i honestly 
I honestly don't think anyone is mad. I don't think anyone is upset with this decision. I think it was 100% the right decision. And, you know, good that Big Brother stuck to what they were going to do. Good that Big Brother stuck to what they were going to say. Yeah. And I I hope that this inspires change moving forward in casting. I know we've been calling for it for a very long time with Big Brother. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's good to see you know, what happens when people behave this way in the house. So uh, we do know that there is a live vote and eviction that is going to happen. So people are back in game mode. We see Red, who is unsure where the majority is and tells Riley that's where the conversation happens. Loved it. Um, I did write in my notes, good for Red. I know we already (laughs) talked about it, so I won't spend more time there. But we do see this conversation between Izzy and Riley. I, um, you have to be a feeds watcher to understand. If you were purely a casual watcher, you only watch the episodes, you would not understand. Izzy Fields is one of the most amazing Big Brother players I have watched in the first week of Big Brother ever. Um, we call I call her Izzy Fields because Izzy is basically Ceri's child. Um, Izzy always talks to Sari, always follows Sari around, always just wants to learn and like just talk. It's everything. Izzy is also a maniac. And you have not seen, so we have not seen some of the conversations Izzy has had on the air, but my God, some of them were insane. And so we saw this one with Riley. And while this was heavily edited, we saw a lot of intensity from Izzy. Um, and you have to, uh, like I'm telling you, if you don't want to pay money or if you have Paramount Plus, just get the feeds. Get a way to find the feeds so you can watch the madness that is Izzy. Um, but anyway, yeah, this conversation is super just canned. Izzy and Riley are on two different sides of the house. And it's like, oh, yeah, we'll look out for each other. We got each other. You know, that's great. Does it really mean anything? I, I mean, <sighs> Izzy is, is, is so much fun to watch. And, you know, I'm not – who knows how any of us would react in this house, uh, you know, as we – handle this I, I mean no one can relate to being in this sort of pressure cooker situation where you are really restricted from going uh and you're surveilled at like every it's it's it, it's an intense environment to be in knowing that you know you're going to be shown on live television every mm-hmm. single week so you know i'm sure that there's some stress in there for izzy as well but i love this conversation so much where izzy I mean, was was basically saying, you're right, we're on different sides of the house, but let's look out for each other, even though I'm not going to hold up my end of the bargain. It made me really wonder, like, what was the point of this conversation? <laughs> if you're not. That's really what you wonder to... with a lot of busy conversations. Right. Like, you're not really trying to form anything <laughs> with Riley. So why are you in here? I mean, maybe exactly. just to really double down on I know who you're working with. It was incredible. Oh, man. It was so good. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Izzy talks to Suri about this. And I loved Suri's reaction to this, where it was, yes. you know, you know, heard, heard Izzy out, you know, encouraged Izzy, but then also was like, I'm really nervous about Izzy. I am so thankful. I think a lot of people have been clamoring to finally get the real... Uh, Suri has not done a cam talk. 
uh, camp talks are where the players uh, talk to the cameras about their strategy. It's tried and true. Some people have been exposed for it. Some like Cliff and Big Brother Twenty One. But anyway, um, so we haven't actually gotten Ceri's thoughts on Izzy in an episode. Well, now we did, and I'm so thankful that Ceri was every one of us telling her, please just treat Izzy like a child. It's like, you're okay. Just just calm down. It's okay. Izzy is a maniac and is running around like a banshee every single moment they are in the house. I'm so thankful that Sari has the know with all to be like, okay, Izzy, I love you. You're great. But just please just calm down for like two seconds. What did I what did I say about Izzy? What did I say about Izzy? <laughs> I said it yesterday. Okay, I love Izzy as a, a human being. I think she's super nice. I would love to get a drink with her. But this is why she's my least favorite person in the house at the moment. I just you gotta think be kidding me. I'm sorry, Jack. I just think she's too much. But I said it worked out. I, I said this on the podcast yesterday. It worked out for Carolyn in season 44 because I wasn't the biggest Carolyn fan. I thought she was a little much. And look how well that she ended up doing. And I ended up falling in love with Carolyn. At the moment, I mean, Sari has every right to be like, I got to keep my eye on her. That's all she's saying. That's how I view it. I got to keep my eye on Izzy because she is a wild card. And so, I mean, I'm interested to see her, how this story plays out, how the relationship between her and her alliance and her and Sari work out. But I mean, I just know, I was told yesterday by, I believe, Will, that if I'm not the biggest Izzy fan, stay off the live feeds. And I'm going to take that advice because she's a little much for me in the episode. I'd like to party with Izzy. I was just going to say. I'm sure Izzy would be great. I think that would be so much fun. Uh, but it was, I love seeing also the storyline play out of sort of, we're, we're getting to the point where Suri is almost a coach to Izzy and Jared. And I wonder, this could go a couple of different ways, right? Like, it could be when Suri gets to the end, she was the one that held everyone together and that's her winning pitch. If she gets voted out, it could also, depending on who's involved, be seen as the students become the teacher or something like that, mm -hmm. like that type of storyline play out. So I'm, I know, Randy, you and I had discussed uh, during last night's episode, um, we discussed, like, is Jared bringing too much to Sari? You know, it, it, is that what it is? And Sari even gave him the, the notice of you're talking too much, bring it down a little bit. So I'd like to see how much more they play up that side of the story. Oh, 100%. I think we need to go ahead and get right into the live vote and eviction. This was interesting because right before it, we do get a little um, smoke and mirror with the handful Alliance discussing, oh, are we maybe going to save Kirsten? That's, you know, and again, America uh, brings up the suggestion and pushes for it. You have to look at all the options when it comes to these things. Did they have enough numbers to do it if they wanted to? Uh, no, I, I don't think that I don't think there would have been enough change. I think there was enough people not necessarily against Kirsten anymore, because I think Kirsten at the point of, you know, when the feeds um, cut off, I think Kirsten was pretty just liked. I don't think like once she calmed down, when she toned down her 
chaos or over strategizing. I think people were like, okay, Kristen seems like a nice person. Kristen's great. I don't think it was going to be enough to change many people. I don't think she would have had enough um, enough votes with that. And that brings up a very interesting topic and an interesting debate. There are unanimous votes. Unanimous votes are such a unique strategy that no no fan likes. No fan likes unanimous votes. But it's such a unique strategy um, because if you throw a rogue vote, there's a lot of paranoia or there's a lot of uh, all of this. So, you know, unanimous votes are very, very rickety in Big Brother. And unfortunately, there have only been three instances of a 13 to zero vote. Um, it was, let's see, it was uh, Joey in Big Brother 16. Uh, it was Keisha in Big Brother All-Stars. And now it was Kirsten in Big Brother 25. Um, unanimous votes as the first vote in the game often lead to diminishing returns, as we saw with BB16 and BB22, where steam rolls happened. Also, both those seasons had Cody California, but that's another point. Um, but yeah, unanimous votes, especially as the first vote of the season, could often be a sign of a boring one, but maybe this is different. I was I was just surprised because I I felt like your girl America Matthew. <laughs> I'm gonna refer to her as your girl all season. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm over the joke now. Uh, no, but America put out a a great point where I thought they had every reason to vote out Felicia, which mm. would have broke my heart. I was terrified. I was like, yeah. please, please, no, 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 please do not rob us of Felicia on this season of Big Brother. Um, but she had, I mean, they had a great point. Are we wasting this vote on Kirsten? And the answer to that was yes. Kirsten could easily have been a number for them to bring in. Now, whether or not they had the numbers to actually pull this off, I don't think they did, but I do think it should have been something that they explored. And I was a little surprised that, that every house guest said their vote was Kirsten. I was shocked at that. I knew it was going to go that way, though, uh, when Jag voted for Kirsten. That was the moment that it hit me. Okay, this is about to be unanimous, isn't it? So it was a bit of a letdown, especially in Big Brother. Like Votes like this can be a little letdownish because like we saw it coming all week. It was who's going home? Kirsten's going home. The only thing that was going to save Kirsten this week was this to be a non-eviction night. That was the only thing. It was pretty apparent from the get-go that, you know, we talked about it on the last episode. She wasn't really fitting in with the house. She, it, it just, there wasn't a connection there. Uh, once she didn't win the power of veto, we all knew where this week was heading. There was a little wrench in that, but once they said we were still doing the eviction, we knew what the result was going to be at the end of the night. I would also like to point out um, something. Fans, uh, I speak for you. I am your speaker. We all hate shoutouts. Everybody, when they go to evict, once they say, I vote to evict, blank. They always go, love your mom, love your dad, love your blah, love blah, you blah, Jack, blah, blah, Matthew, happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> we, all, we all hate it. Nobody likes it except for the people getting shouted out. However, 
I am so happy we have a word and burger on this season because Corey's shout out was beat you, Zach. And Zach Wardenberger, now on Twitter, has not only changed his mind saying, no, F you, Corey, and he has also changed his profile picture to Hassam. Or to Hysam. Hysam? To Hysam. my bad. Um, to Hysam. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. We knew he was going to bring some brotherly competition into this. But we, personally, I... I still think Survivor's a little bit more challenging than Big Brother. Mm, I'm yeah. just going to say. Listen, yeah. with Survivor, you it could be anyone. Unless you have immunity, <laughs> it could be anyone sitting there going home. This, it's mm. more narrowed down to two people. And you know what? You just made me realize, Jack, they haven't really worked in the edit the Heisem Corey rivalry. That oh, my gosh. Tested. That is a whole dynamic that hasn't even been explored uh, I think it's a lot more one-sided than a few. So like some people believe, a lot of people believe that the Heisman and Corey rivalry is two-sided. They're going at each other. No, I think Corey is fine. I think Corey was happy to work with Heisman. Heisman hates Corey. Heisman despises Corey and wants that man wants that man hand on a pike. Heisman wants Corey gone. If he could kick Corey out himself right now, he would do it. I, I mean, I hope it works better out. Like, I hope it ends up being better for Heisem than it was for me. I, I played in Oregon. I literally played like that. I couldn't stand this one guy. And that's all I pushed. I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And I kept saying every single week, get him out, get him out, get him out, get him out. And, I mean, he ended up going to the final three, and I ended up getting voted out because I was annoying everyone. So I hope it works out better for Heisem. But I, I do I do have confidence because he's got the queen on his side, Sari. Mm. And Sari takes care of her allies until she doesn't need them anymore. So, I mean, early on, if Heisem has an issue with Corey, Sari has an issue with Corey. And we've already seen with Corey how he's a super fan. He, he keeps saying, you know, asking all these questions. We've already seen with Sari how she's like, yo, it's Big Brother. Let's let's focus on Big Brother. So it wouldn't be shocking to me if Corey ends up getting a little bit on Suri's nerves. So it's going to be interesting to see where this rivalry ends up heading down the line. Yeah, I'd love for it to be like this little like odd couple like uh story going through the rest of the season i think that would be really really fun um we do get uh kirsten's exit interview uh there were some things that made me laugh and smile here she she was surprised to be voted out because she thought she had put in the work to build in a lot of relationships something that um was clear as someone who watches the feeds she acknowledged that she strategically didn't want to name names when she approached people and i think that that it would have made such a difference if she would have just taken a moment whenever she was talking to someone to be like, I'm good with this person. They like this person. And I talked, I'm good with this person. They, and I talked, we can form something as opposed to keeping everyone. I just hit my mic. Excuse me. As opposed to keeping everyone she was planning on working with separate. Yeah. I mean, strategically like that, like that is a very risky move. You have to really be persuasive and really be a likable, charismatic person to get people on your side, well, not mentioning any names. That like rarely happens in any reality TV show and any online reality game. Like it rarely ever happens. Um, and so I'm not surprised that a big reason why Kirsten, in my opinion, went home was because she wasn't willing 
to put people's names out. Once she did, if she did that, she could have fared a little bit better. Maybe, maybe. But my other favorite part about her exit interview, because this, this I'm very happy happened. Um, during the goodbye messages, she got a couple of goodbye messages from people in the house. And then uh, when <laughs> uh, Julie said, you know, do you have anything else that you want to say? She said, I feel like there were more people in the house. You know, amazing. About- Ama- we need more of that. I'm just putting it out there. Let's let's joke around with Julie a little bit more. OK, I it loved out. it. It's something I'm sure everyone thinks at one point or another, especially if you're unfamiliar with how live television works. They had to cut back. They only choose the best messages that represent what has happened so far in the game to present. But I love how she was like, where where are all my friends? Like, where where is everyone? Let's let's prod Julie a little bit. Let's say, hey, Julie, what what you got under there? What you got under the hood? You know, let's... Where, where, where's my stuff? Where's my fanfare? I also want to point out something that um, I, I think is a little terrifying for us Survivor fans. Um, Kirsten pointed out that an hour before this episode, something about Jared slipped up where he mentioned, um, I think it was like Jay Bleasy. A nickname. Like, yeah, a nickname. A nickname. Um, and someone said, oh, that's Ceri's kid's name or nickname. And my eyes were like, uh-oh. I, uh-oh. I was I mean, like, This is another moment where it takes me back to when um, Izzy and Jared walked in and Jared just said, Ma, Ma, we got a problem. And she gave him that look of like, Ma, what are you doing? Why are, are you, you doing? Me, why are you calling me Ma? I, I just want to know Suri's reaction if this does get out that someone called him by that nickname or he put that nickname out there. I'm scared for Jared because Suri didn't come to play. And if she finds out that he put that nickname out there, it's tough. It is scary for Survivor fans because I think that would completely flip the game on its head if everyone learns that they're related. I mean, you're going to have Ceri's alliance now not trusting them because they were lying. You're going to have Jared's alliance not trusting him. This could devastate their game. And it's scary to think that this could come from something just as simple as sharing a nickname. And this could be devastating for them. Ceri and Jared need to meet up immediately. And they need to talk about what happened and think about what to do moving forward. It's... we talked about it yesterday. As soon as this gets out, it's too big of an of a lie to recover from. Yeah. Do we do we think that they need to start filling in some more people? Do we think that they can hold on to this any longer? I you know, if it's revealed and everybody knows, um, it's DEFCON one. Like there there there's no escape. Like I, I'm lying about a family relation on reality TV. 99.99999% of the time it will fail and you will go home immediately. I hate to say it because I really don't want to think I'm wrong. I don't want to hope I'm wrong. The only person that I feel like can move out of that problem is Siri. <laughs> this is what they need to do. This is going to sound super crazy, super stupid, but it. I think it's the only thing that's going to work. Jared or Sari 
needs to win head of household. And they need to put one of them on the block. Oh. <laughs> they need to. They need to, they need to only put they they need Izzy to be the only one to know, and they need to put the other on the block, nip that in the bud. So if anyone starts feeling like that's a thing, that that they're related, no, we're not related. I've been trying to get them out of the game, yada yada. That's why I put them on the block. And then you have to make sure you have someone else in the house, kind of use them as a pawn. Okay. Use them as a pawn. That's what I'm going for. But you can only put them on the block if there is a clear target. And then make sure everyone knows you're using them as a pawn. It is crazy. It is stupid. It is a giant risk. But that's what you have to do to convince the house that there is no relation. I've been trying to work against this person, which they have put themselves in an amazing position to do because Jared is working with one alliance. Suri is working with another. So you can make it sound like I'm trying. Why would? No, we're working two separate my son does have that nickname. You can try to do that, but you got to do something crazy like that to make people in the house believe that you guys cannot possibly be related. Okay, I don't mind this. However, I want to. I'm going to tweak, tweak it a little tweak bit. It a little tweak bit. it a little yeah. bit. Um, instead, let's let's put this on the younger side of the house. Let's say one of the younger side wins. I don't want Jared to win. I think um, let's say Jag wins. Let's say Jag wins the HOH. Jared should heavily pitch to him that Sari is a great pawn so that Sari gets taken off and then we're good. I think one of them winning HOH and putting them on the block would freak out Izzy, like regardless. Like I don't no matter what they tell Izzy, Izzy, Izzy will freak out. We'll tell somebody and then they will desperately try to get rid of that person on their family members HOH. It's karmatic behavior. No way. Another person needs to win HOH for that to happen. But it's not a bad idea. It's not it a bad idea. Be, it would be insane. It would be it would pure be pretty good. pandemonium. Imagine if Sari went, or no, imagine if Jared did win and put his mom on the block. I mean, Twitter's going to be coming for Jared's throat. Yeah. With how much I, they love Sari. Mm-hmm. I could tell you, Randy, when you said that, my heart started pounding very, very quickly. Uh, which, by the way, did anyone else realize when uh, Kirsten was leaving the house? I, I don't know if that's what it officially was, but as everyone was hugging, you can hear a heartbeat. And I just, yeah, I, a little I, bit. I, it, that, it, it made me feel so sad because it, it, it seemed like I'm not sure whose it was, but I, it, Kirsten must have been nervous. I have to say, before we wrap up, uh, Kirsten was such a wonderful house guest this season. I know that great her game, attitude. such yeah. a wonderful personality. I know that her game, um, you know, faltered here or there. I would love to see her on TV again in some way, shape, or form. I loved her relationship with Matt this season, uh, and I'm gonna. I'm really sad to see her go. Burn However, challenge, I, man. Why not? I think Burn that she is uh, going to be remembered as a really excellent uh house guest who's like a a great first out you know yeah i think she's gonna be a memorable first out i think there's gonna be a lot of people asking for her to get a second chance because i i can't stress it enough i've said it so many times sometimes you just get in a rough group of people whether it's a project you're working on or you're working at a place 
you just don't mesh with. And I think that was the case here. She just did not mesh with the house whatsoever. She didn't have someone that she kind of latched on to that. She didn't have enough people to kind of fight her battle for her in this house. And it was unfortunate because she had a very, very, very positive attitude. I loved her interview with Julie. I thought she could have been a little petty because she really didn't stand a chance all week. And she wasn't. She had a fantastic attitude. And I would love to see her back as well. With that, Julie says goodbye to Kirsten. And we go to eavesdrop on the house guests like usual. However, the house guests are missing. Ooh. And it turns out a portal was opened in the backyard. And they have all been... Uh, taken to the scary realm. <laughs> you said All that right. so I, okay. Before am I selling we, it? Am I selling it? No, you're you're doing it better than them. Uh, before we quite get into that, I just have a small point. Did was anyone Jack? I know we talked earlier. You weren't shocked. I thought we'd get ahead of household competition tonight. This is coming from someone who doesn't really watch Big Brother. I don't understand why we don't do it. So that it's, was already that I'll, I'll loop it into what we're talking about now. I was already disappointed because of that. When she was like, join us Sunday, when we do the head of household comfort, I was already disappointed. And then we got this and I kind of looked around and I was like, are we sick of this yet? Is anybody sick of this? Cause I'm kind of sick of it. We're only a weekend and I'm kind of sick of it. I was already sick of it when Corey only lasted two seconds in the, whatever the nether region which is already a terrible name mm. uh and now like now we're doing this i am officially sick of it i am putting it out there this has ran its course but i will continue to watch and i will con continue to cringe at this all season all i'm gonna say man big brother is so 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 corny Every episode, every moment is so corny. I will say about this scary verse twist, it's interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what happens. However, I think this can pretty much confirm that there's no way there's another house guest. If the portal was opening, maybe, maybe, but the portal is closing. I don't. I think they're just going. They're going to come out with another house guest. You're wild. You want to know what I think? I'm going into total crackpot theories here that we always do in Stockwatch. Come watch Stockwatch. Um, yeah. uh, they're going to the Big Brother Canada house. They are going to the Big Brother that Canada house. <laughs> that would be insane. And I, and don't, I, would I don't even know anything about the Big Brother Canada I would love to see Arissa Cox host a week. I would I, I would watch. That would be very cool. That'd be a multiverse like thing. To That'd do. be multiverse. That be really cool. mm -hmm. Can you imagine mm -hmm. if they snuck the house guest out of the house onto a bus, onto a plane, flew them to Canada, and no one noticed? For one I'm a week, believer, baby. For one I'm week, a believer. And then they take them back. I love it. I think it should happen. You know what? Expect the unexpected. With that, we are going to sign off for today. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We're going to be back on Sunday to recap the HOH competition. Uh, also on Sunday, we are doing a rewatch of Survivor Cambodia. So make sure you go ahead and check us out. We're on episode nine of that season. So thank you all again for joining us. And we'll see you and next I time. And I will say, not to cut you off, Matthew. Jack, I believe you guys are doing another episode soon. Survivor Stockwatch Monday, baby. 
baby. Oh, cool. Seven yeah. to nine. We're rolling. Come Mon- watch. It's Monday always Monday night. They are also covering the season. I definitely cut off Matthew there. I'm so sorry, but yeah. <laughs> no, what, he said, what he said and have an amazing night, everybody. <laughs>